Today is the 9th of August 2011 and we're here at 5 p.m. after the first day of Sassard's Human Rights and Equality Workshop. And I'm here with Jason and Shimizu who are both participants in the workshop and we're here this afternoon basically guys to discuss an issue that uh, that was very interesting in, in I, I well I thought it was interesting in the workshop. Um, we touched on children and Sassod is very concerned about children and the rights of children and Sassod is working very hard as to how we can play a greater role in the protection of children. So coming out of, of the workshop, we will learn that children got rights too, you know. Human rights apply to children. But then in exercising those rights, we need to look at the vulnerability of children at various ages. And person thought that that was discriminatory in, in, in nature. But what came out is what, what is happening in our society children are making decisions at certain ages so, so so you have children making decisions at 13 and 14 to um, start having sex you know and testing positive for HIV I find this very alarming we even had persons sharing um, stories of, of young guys on, on the bus park on nights traversing you know, being picked up by um, older men, you know, and contracting a virus, they 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 are being exploited and and these sort of thing. You guys will want to share your opinion or experience as it relates to that, Shemizo? Yeah, I'll go first. Um, I I think this is a classic case of society failing our children because. Uh, there, there was debate around whether the constant age should remain at 16 or if it should be raised to 18, whether that would um, delay sexual debut for young people. And then there's some in inconsistency where the age of consent is 16, but a child can be tested independent of their parents for HIV at 12. Uh -huh. Also, when you're doing HIV prevention, and sexual reproductive health education in schools, you cannot talk about anything besides abstinence with a child who's younger than 16, yet a child who's younger than 16 can be tested for HIV without their parents' consent. Mm -hmm. I find that very inconsistent, and I think that before we even think about increasing the, the age of consent, we should think about preparing our young children arming them with knowledge. Knowledge is power. Information is a very powerful tool. And if we can get this, uh, help young people to understand and be better prepared to make decisions, then by the time they would have attained that age of consent, they have the information, they have the ability to make a proper decision. As well, I think um, a lot of adults, older adults, whether it be males or females, are, are realizing that children today are more vulnerable than let's say a few years ago yes. and and they are using that to their to their advantage and actually um abusing children a lot and 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 it's uh, you mentioned young boys and that's something that is happening but a lot of people are not talking about 
and this is another case of, of society failing our young people because we don't create that environment where our boys are comfortable to come out and say, you know, someone is abusing me, someone is touching me, someone, you know, and, and they feel like something is going to be done about it. We have a society. And so is it, is, is it a case where the young boys do not come forward because they um, feel if they, come, if they come forward, they, they, they'll be stigmatized because yes. of the whole stigma attached yes. to um, being gay or bisexual, you know? Yes, it, it, that, that has a lot to do with it. I mean, which young boy at 14 or 15 is going to want his friends to know that, you know, some man, older man is abusing him? Okay. That's... For him, that's going to be a shame and embarrassment, as well as we don't have social services that would sort of, you know, help that young boy to reform because there are no counselors in the school. There are no social workers, guidance, or counseling teachers, not like that in the school. You go to a health center, there's not somebody who specifically deals with youth. You know, you go to a testing site, there's some testing sites where you might find, you know, a counselor who's willing to that extra mile and spend that extra time but it's we don't have the services so well on on this note i like jason to jump in because as a counselor and tester jason may, may be able to shed some light on what exactly is happening with, with, with our young people well one thing that i'm strongly of the opinion of is that um the hfle um intervention I'm, I'm of the belief that it needs to be more comprehensive in that as it relates to educating and informing, you know, those children instead of limiting their, you know, knowledge as it relates to choices that they can use to, um, you know, facilitate or aid behavior change. Instead, instead of um, choosing, you know, what's best for them or what's right for them, make it more comprehensive and the next question remains who is a child so the whole notion surrounding that so i think there's a general misconception as it relates to who is a child as it relates to the age range because we're saying 16 is the age of consent for a particular type of activity while 18 may be another age you know for a next particular type of activity so there's you know the mass you know of um you know where do we strike the balance as relates to um, counseling and testing, I mean, I mean, I do appreciate children still being given the right to be able to, you know, access the service with or without having someone by themselves, and you know, being able to use it as a platform to actually um, know what's going on with themselves. Okay, Jason, um, I'm going to be hardball here. You are counselor tester. I know there's privacy and, and 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 confidentiality surrounding the work that you're doing. But how alarming is it when it comes to our underage boys, especially? How alarming it is in in terms of HIV impact. Well, what is alarming is that children are having sex from, I mean, a tender age lower than the age of consent, that is alarming. And they're exposing themselves to um, high-risk sexual activities which would have exposed them to becoming infected with HIV and other STI. 
you know, so it says something again, you know, about the intervention that is being done, you know, in the school, mm. you know, for those children as well. You know, but like I said, you know, so interventions are being done in the school. Yes, the HFLE Health and Family Life. Okay, Jason. So, so, so what intervention is being done at, at, at the bus park? Mm. Well, where, 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 where you pass and, and there's all these underage guys, and only it came out of, of, of the workshop. Shade was explaining, you know, that the, these young boys are are being, you know, used. By, by, by um, older men for, for sexual favors and, 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 and these sort of things. So, you know, where is the intervention there? Yeah. Well, I mean, as it relates to out-of-school intervention, I mean, I know that there are um, community outreaches, you know, targeting, you know, those particular um, MARPS populations, you know, where various NGOs, you know, um, are actually um, facilitating and doing. But the whole question is... Um, as it relates to the evaluation, the monitoring and evaluation, so as to know, understand, so that they can have that overview of what needs to be interjected more to bring about that positive behavior change. Okay. You want to make a input here? Uh, yeah, I guess I, I just want to say, again, I, I don't feel like we're completing the Circle. The families have spoken down. We, we that's established that you know, the family is no longer the, the institution it used to be with all these single parents, both parents working, you know, people becoming parents at a younger age and not themselves being prepared to, you know, rear a child the way they're supposed to be reared. The school isn't providing it, the, you know, health facilities. And so you have some organizations that are trying to work with some young people. But that's, you know, sort of in isolation, the whole. There needs to be more integration. There needs to be more collaboration between agencies like Ministry of Culture, Youth and Sport can play a major part, Ministry of Health, Education. They all need to come together and see how they can all make, you know, this big umbrella that will that will encapsulate all, all the issues that affect young people. And this issue of young boys is... It's so alarming because I remember when I was growing up, when I was, uh, you know, younger, my, a lot of people used to be saying, like, I don't, I don't want to have girl children because I'm afraid I'll have to hurt some, some man for, you know, yes. interfering with her. Mm. Now it's almost in reverse. You have to be more watchful of your boys than, than you are equally as, as watchful of your boys as you are of your girls because they're they're predators who, who bring on both sexes and the issue with the boys it's it's the girls you hear about that but with the boys you, you're not necessarily going to hear about it and it's very scary okay well guys I want to just thank you for doing this podcast with me for, for sharing your um, views I, I must make it known that Sassod um, advocates Sassod feels strongly that the age of consent should be 18 years you know we, we we feel at that age persons are more mature and 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 capable of making informed the de- informed 